Welcome, welcome, welcome to another wonderful episode of The Gospel According to Stupid. I'm Johnny Waters, and this is the podcast where I read the Bible cover from cover. Uh, last episode, I didn't read any episodes because we got a full episode with emails, and this one we are probably going to do something with a similar thing, but I'm going to read some fucking Bible today. God damn it. Um, so, the uh, business up front, you can, of course, find the podcast... Uh, at www.johnwatersvoiceover.com. Brand new website, uh, and it's very easy to find under the podcasts uh, button at the top, I believe. Uh, and bam, it's just right there. You can donate, you can check it out, and I think if you're totally new, you're like, holy shit, I'm starting at 170-something, um, you can listen to the introductory uh, episode and uh, just, you know, get a feel for it. Um, you can also reach out to uh, according to stupid at gmail.com, as well as on the Twitter sphere at uh, accord to stupid. Fantastic. How's everybody doing? You doing good? Great. I'm so glad. Um, at the point of posting this, we still don't really know who's going to be president. We're pretty sure. I know. It's very, very close uh, for a certain candidate in one way or another. Um, and uh, it seems uh, the world, or at least uh, in, in this section of it, this, this quarter of it, uh, we have people looking up and down going like, are you okay? Or, or I don't know how to do Canadian. You okay, eh? Uh, down there. <laughs> and uh, we're going to see what goes down. Um, watched a bit of V for Vendetta yesterday, and oh no. <laughs> Things... Things are looking not grand, um, but I am hopeful, you know. Things things may change, things may move, and hopefully things don't become like uh, Jimmy Carter uh, when he was president, because we need a president who can get some shit done. Let's, uh, let's go with that, as opposed to one that clearly did not and has not and probably will not, <laughs> but he talks a big game. Uh, but that's that. Anyway, talking about games and things like that. Um, fuck, what else? Uh, we're gonna do some emails, and then we're gonna actually read more of this boring section of the Bible, and I'm trying to get through so as many begats as possible, because, uh, as I've learned from earlier chapters, it just, it doesn't work. For my sanity as well as yours, and you, I fall off really easily from that, and you guys probably fall off even easier, uh, those of you who have stuck around, which I appreciate. Um, and also, if you could rate and uh, leave stars and Apple Podcasts, that'd be fucking great. Anyway, so I've been emailing this uh, Jehovah's Witness person, and um, it's been going okay. Confusing, to say the least, um, but it's been going okay, mostly. Uh, so I've been working on like the idea of timelines and things like that, and figuring stuff out, and yada, 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 and just trying to, so that we can both be on the same page as far as talking points. I want to understand them, and I don't know if they care to understand me, but, like, <laughs> this is where we're going to be. But I'm really happy that they're not just copy-pasting um, doctrine, I suppose. In uh, here, it seems that they're answering my questions a bit more while ignoring others. Um, which, you know, is fine. I've ignored a couple of questions to my detriment, but I've tried to answer them both on the podcast as well as here, and it's not like I'm hiding that I'm putting this stuff out there. Um, anyway, so, uh, once again, they've done the thing of, they've taken my email and they've put their responses inside of it. Um, where, uh, from my last email, where I was beginning to go through the timeline of things, and I referenced, uh, it's easier to pass a camel through the eye of a needle than a rich man to get to heaven. Uh, they correct me with the Matthew 1924, uh, a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. And now that I think about it, I'm going to look it up because I'm a piteous little person who wants to see if my translation or my remembrance of it isn't necessarily not right. You know, because there's so many versions of it. And if it's every one of them, kingdom of God, great. If not, well, all right. So kingdom of God is one of them. Um, kingdom of God is another one um, in all versions, let's say. Uh, 
Oh, this is easy. Kingdom of God. Uh, let's see, from the King James Version, which is the one we're reading. Um, fuck, there's so many fucking versions of the Bible. Um, Kingdom of God. I don't... Uh, wrong one. Um, I'm sorry, this is not sounding terribly exciting. It's, it seems to me that they're all Kingdom of God. Let's see the New International and then... Oh, English Standard Version. What the fuck is it? It's all Kingdom of God. So it was my bad, it seems, um, that uh, I got it wrong. My bad. Kingdom of God. Seems to be across the board. Young literal... Oh, here's one. Young literal translation is a different one. It's easier for a camel for a camel through the eye of a needle to go than for a rich man to enter into the reign of God. <laughs> so I'm wrong still, but I'm not terribly wrong. And Kingdom of God again with the voice. All right. Well, fuck you. Um. Okay. Anyway, so um, going back through um the talking points. Um, and it seems I'm getting more and more confused about whether Satan is hanging up with God uh, until, as they say, 1914, or if he's punished well before that. Now, in my understanding, he was cast out immediately after the whole apple business. Fruit business, I suppose, if we want to get real fucking technical, but shut the fuck up. You know what I'm talking about. Um, so... I haven't asked the question, but they don't answer it. Why do you think he's still in heaven chatting it up? Didn't he get banished right after the A&E incident? Clearly Adam and Eve. Nothing. Anyway, uh, they don't talk about anything until the 144K souls instantly serve Jesus and his army of teachers. They respond. Those of the 144,000 who have a heavenly hope die and get raised in a spiritual body starting at 1914. There is a remnant of the 144,000 on earth since 1914 that do the same work that Jesus taught his followers while on earth, that being preached and te preaching and teaching people about the kingdom of God. So the complete number of 144,000 won't be in heaven until G uh, with Jesus until the tribulation. Um, let's see. Sorry, I lost my place. Uh, Satan is abyss at the time the earthly kingdom is set up so we can't interfere with the thousand-year period. After Armageddon, the heavenly kingdom will be set up here on Earth. Okay. Still doesn't quite make sense, but I asked the question later. Anyway, they jump ahead um, to me asking the question of uh, the 144,000. Do they have to be Jehovah's Witnesses? Do they have to be a certain thing? And also, that the quote that they used is 144,000 persons out of each tribe. Now... Uh, at the time of the Bible, 144,000 people was pretty much like every fucking everybody. So it seems to me that it's um, everybody. But I asked the question of, like, everyone out of those tribes. So isn't it better to be Jewish since I didn't necessarily come out of one of those tribes? And can I convert over or is it uh, just kind of a good deal? Uh, you've been good, so good job. You go up there. Um, so they respond. The Jewish nation had Jesus killed, and after his resurrection to heaven, Jehovah sent his Holy Spirit to help the newly reformed Christian congregation. All people are acceptable to Jehovah. 144,000 is mentioned in Revelation 14 at verse 1 and again at verse 3. Nido. Um, which gets me to still, I mean, still wonder about, like, if Jehovah's all accepting, why did only 144,000 from slightly before 1914 and after until he decides to do shit, um, does he separate his flock uh, from the really good all the way to the, eh, you just squeaked by. Uh, and a lot of that is all in this, like, seas make degrees version of heaven that uh, that is all on earth. But there is, you know, the upper heaven um, that is... <laughs> As the, you know, people with the, you know, good-looking badge and shit, or the slightly bigger wings, or the shinier harp, or whatever the fuck. Anyway, um, 
I ask the question, and they move it forward, when does Satan get banished to hell or to earth? I suspect if he'd been hanging with God all this time that maybe some ideas slipped through the cracks. Not good to have an almighty with the literal devil on his shoulder, wouldn't you say? They respond with, Satan and his hordes are abyss at the setting up of the earthly kingdom. Uh, which I'm still a little lost in, but I ask the question. And are not free to misdirect people like he is now doing. Satan is not in the realm of God since 1914. At the installation of God's heavenly kingdom, he was ousted from heaven and sent to the earth. All right. I reference the uh, Revelations segment that they sent to me. Um, and I asked if that was right. And uh, it's all about like, everyone's going to be happy in heaven with robes and shit. And some of them are going to have olive trees going like, oh, God. Yeah. Uh, those in white robes, they respond, are not part of the 144,000. But those who made it through Armageddon, those who will live on earth, these people are the ones who love and follow Jehovah, as opposed to, assumingly, the rest of us, because we're going to get a big old education, apparently. Uh, John 13.2, the evening meal was going on, and the devil had already put it into their hearts of Judas Iscariot, the son of Simon, to betray him. Judas grieved the Holy Spirit. Um, let me put it into perspective. I asked about Judas. Uh, if everyone's acceptable to Jehovah, is the big one, uh, Judas Iscariot, the one, um, one of the the, the ones that uh, gets to make it onto this uh, earthly kingdom, I guess, or the heavenly one, because, you know, he did follow around, and there were some probably good redeemable things, with the exception of the, you know, 30 pieces, was it 30 pieces of silver or 20? I can never remember. Um... Anyway, so, until then, like, you know, are we gonna accept him into this? Because if he's all accepting, then everybody gets in. If he's not, then clearly there's a level, right? Anyway, so, that's why that particular quote was in there. Matthew twelve thirty one. 31, uh, Got this reason I say to you, every sort of sin and blasphemy will be forgiven, but the blasphemy against the Spirit will not be forgiven. So... There is, uh, everything gets forgiven except for this, um, which is kind of vague, I think. And they put it out there that Judas will not be resurrected, which he's probably pretty okay with, considering if we're going to look at Dante, he's either wallowing, uh, in the mouth of Satan himself being chewed forever with, uh, Cassius and Brutus, um, <laughs> um, or we can assume that, again, if Dante is right, which it's all supposed to be satire in a sort of way, uh, or a, a marking of sorts against the Catholic Church, I think, at the time, that there's a wood of suicides. And it turned out that this particular book is like, oh, that's fucking cool. Because um, he did hang himself from an olive tree, as I recall. Um, was it an olive tree? I don't know. It was. I don't know. We'll get there. Um, anyway, I was wondering, so, uh, let's see what I put on there. So all good things, but no real date promises of good days ahead, which is a good, so I'm still referencing the revelation seven, 13 to seven, seven, uh, seven, 17, um, is a good thing, but really doesn't help us. Does it looking back at the 444,000, there's a remnant who rule with Jesus among his early disciples, 12, or should we expect more? Will Judas be among them? I have to ask, you know, it was again. Judas was replaced by Matthias. Read chapter, uh, read first chapter of Acts for details. Interesting, because I had no idea that Judas got replaced at some point, but I can't imagine, you know, it was all after the whole deal. So really, did Jesus allow that, being like, Matthias gets there? But I don't know. I haven't, again, we are still very much in the heart of Old Testament shit right now. Uh, so it's going to be a hot second. Um... Uh, then another that is before 1914, some number that is less than 144,000, early disciples minus N, those chosen before 1914, equal the remnant, right? So they answer, the Bible does not tell us how many will be a part of the remnant. Uh, Jesus' disciples are part of the 144,000. Those in heaven, uh, the 144,000 and those on earth are precious to Jehovah. Are they? Because they're separated. The 144,000 have a special calling. My hope is an earthly hope as long as I prove faithful. Well, good for them. Um, I ask about 1914. 
Um, and what do you think, I asked the question of, what do you think God's been doing up to that point? Just curious. If he can create everything in seven days, what has he been doing since his last uh, talking point, which was at Jesus' death, right? Building towers, collecting Legos. They answer, those seven days are not literal, Jonathan. The Bible says a thousand years is like a day to Jehovah. I guess my return point is, isn't, uh, could a millisecond be a thousand years to him as well? If he views time so differently, could it be the opposite? Could it be even more? So, again, proving, moving more to my point of, like, should I really be worried about, like, anything really happening? Because if I die and whatever, and uh, if I don't have to be a Jehovah's Witness to be one of these 144,000, which I really don't know if I want to be, because it sounds like a real pain-in-the-ass job after death anyway. And even living in this afterlife, if it is one, that <laughs> sounds like a pain in the ass. Because a thousand years have to pass with 107 million people being reborn every, every year to be like, Hi, welcome, here's your pamphlet. You were wrong. Okay, uh, turns out Jehovah was right. Okay, okay. Everybody go into the, the over there and we'll, uh, we'll begin the presentation. Okay, 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 okay. You know, fucking annoying. Anywho, um, I asked the question about after the apocalypse. Um, why does Jesus need help anyway? Um... There was too little of him in Jerusalem with some of the beggars and lepers, but he is ascended. What needs he of any paltry number of the faithful? A good number of hype persons to raise him up? To what? He's popular as it is. So they answer, yes, Jonathan, a lot of people will be resurrected. Those making it through Armageddon and those resurrected during the earthly kingdom who pass the final test will live on earth. New scrolls from Jehovah will be open. After the thousand years, Jesus hands everything over to his father. What God does at that time is not mentioned in the Bible. Okay, so we do have an end mysterious point. Um, I asked the question about replacement, and I cite their last email about replacing people. They respond, God will replace any of the remnant who don't prove faithful until death uh, with another faithful human, completing his number of 144,000, which I don't know if I answer this in the next email, but it does sound like you get chosen before you die <laughs> at that point. Um, so at the last moment, I'd be like, fuck you, God, and you don't get to be a part of the 144,000. Or maybe you do, being like, you're ballsy, good job, get in here. Um, ask the question about Armageddon, um, proof in the book, or at least the study and all this. Um, <laughs> uh, what I put, so far I'm not seeing much I'd like to follow. There's entire populations of person that I wonder what become of them. What of God's fickleness with every generation of Hebrew people? So they respond. The exact time and hour that Armageddon will happen is not something we need. Lies. We follow God and do his will out of love, not fear. Eh, doubtful. Jehovah does show us the closeness of God's war by what was happening in the world scene. I'm sure I ask a question about this. Uh, I ask about Satan's endgame. If he knows what's going to happen, what's the fucking point of trying to get people out? Um, et cetera, et cetera. Is it just to be like, hey, uh, if you want to follow me into nothingness, come with me. And some people, I imagine after a thousand years of this or whatever, or two thousand years of it, uh, we're going to be fucking annoyed by it. Um, so the answer this is the last thing they do until I get to my email back. Uh, Satan knows his future. Eventual death, not tormenting in hell. Don't forget he is not human, but a spirit creature. Well, okay. I guess. All those who are resurrected may not choose to follow Jehovah, so testing is good to show where their heart lies. The question in that point, it's not going to be a written thing, but if it's all in your heart and you'd be like, well, turns out you're more Satan than God, and off you fucking go, which I guess is a nice little answer of things. But if you're not part of 144,000, I guess you don't have to fucking worry. So I respond, and I know this is going to be a longer episode, but it's going to be fine, I guess. So I respond and I try to, for you guys mostly and for the organization of stuff, I try to organize it as best I can. So you heard all that email. I'm going to move into this one. Um, hey, my misquote, my bad. Two things about the 144K. How many will get raised as a spiritual body and how many are down here on earth? Because there is some differences in numbers, clearly. So a certain number went up in 1914 
and whatever remnant of those not put up there are going to be teaching Jesus-style on earth? When is the tribulation, and is it different from Armageddon? Are these two different events? Is the tribulation 1914 or some other event? It precedes the Armageddon, right? So Satan getting abyssed uh, is at the time of Armageddon. And what is the difference between the heavenly and earthly kingdom? You say in 1914 the heavenly kingdom is created, people wishing heaven on earth. So is it the tribulation that is when the earthly and heavenly kingdom become one? So, I'm again, I'm leaving questions and shit. So, 1914, and we're getting back to, like, the timelines of things. So, 1914, Apocalypse, Satan is abyssed, 144,000 souls instantly serve Jesus and his army of teachers, right? All people are acceptable to Jehovah, so does it stand to reason that you could be any faith and Jehovah will let you in? Do you even have to be a JW to be a part of the 144k people who are, at this point, going to be teaching the good word after Armageddon? Or is all just a potential rise to heaven? Also, we can't forget the Romans did their share of killing Jesus too. As I recall, Pilate didn't want to do it, but as I recall, the Jewish people called for his crucifixion. I'm citing Jesus Christ Superstar mostly. Satan hasn't been in heaven since 1914, but he's been around all before that, correct? From beginning of time all the way to 1914, Satan's been palling around in heaven. The subject of Judas. So, there are those who are unforgivable, right? So, Judas is gone, but Satan, who influenced Judas, gets to still reside in heaven? Fishy to me. I've always been a little confused as to the Holy Spirit. There's God, Jesus, and then this Holy Spirit fellow. And as a Catholic, I'm, it's bad for me not to understand the uh, transubstantiation between all three. Um, that they're all one and the same, essentially. Which, eh. I, I can't grab onto it because the idea is like, oh, Jesus is God because he came from God and all that. But I'm like, as much as I want to, if we looked at it from even a biological standpoint, which is the only way I understand it at all, is if uh, as much as, uh, how would it was explained? It was explained like you can be a father, you can be a son, much like you're, you can be an uncle, you can be this and that, and it's all kind of the same thing. But my argument was, no matter what I do, I cannot become my father. I can become a father. I don't want to, but like, <laughs> I can't, but I can't become you. So in that sense, God, Jesus, and this Holy Spirit fellow. So in some state, in some weird sort of way, there is three gods in a way that we worship, I suppose, or three big deities. Now, you can argue the point of, like, the Catholics worship saints and stuff. Well, not really, but, you know, kinda-ish. Um, <laughs> mostly we're just like, hey, I don't need to bother the big guy with some of this shit. St. Christopher, thank you for, you know, getting me to where I need to go. Um, fuck, all these, you know, there's hundreds of these fucking saints, and I've been meaning to do them on here, but I just fucking haven't. Maybe it'll happen in the New Testament. Who knows? Because more saints seem to show up then anyway. Makes more sense to do it then. Um, yeah. Um, ba 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 ba. Fuck, where was I going with this? Uh, oh, Jesus Christ Superstar, palling around in heaven, subject of Judas. Oh, there was the... Yeah, it just seemed fishy to me. And I'm wondering if they can explain it better. I'm very curious. I want to know. Um, and hopefully I get some more emails like this from other people of faith that can help answer questions for me. Because, clearly, some beliefs are very different, and some are going to make sense, and some are going to be fucking bonkers off the wall. Um, anyway, back to this. Back to the email. Didn't know Jesus was replaced in Acts. Good to know. Earthly hope. A good one, I'd say. Sounds like most of us will be among that number, too. Seven days. I mean, how can we know for sure? Could be thousands upon millions of years, which seems to support science. But my argument is, if there's so, uh, but my argument is, if he's so slow to view a day as a thousand years, I can't imagine we'd be in for an Armageddon in our lifetimes, and even waking up from a grave seems like something that most folks will just be deal with in the moment, whatever religion they happen to be. Right? <laughs> it doesn't fucking matter. Scrolls. We had a mention of that when, before. What will be in these scrolls, do you think? And is that a thousand years after the abyssing of Satan or after the complete annihilation of Satan and his followers? Because then we have a kingdom of 2,000 years? 
just trying to keep these timelines right, and then hands it back to his father. Why? If he's doing such a good job, just let him run things. And why wait the thousand years anyway? Uh, replacements. This seems to imply that some of these 144k are chosen at random, not by what is in their hearts, because each of them is already dead, right? Which, I reread that, clearly they're not. Uh, but if they're not, then there's uh, something's not quite right. And why go through the hassle of promoting someone just to replace them? We got the full-hearted bit. Why do you want to have the fear of being replaced added on top of that? Are angels so afraid of this too? At this point, at that point, how could you prove unfaithful? You're up there with him. What's to debate? Armageddon. If we shouldn't fear then why even contemplate the end at all? Why not expunge the whole event altogether as proof that you will love God regardless of whatever goes down? Why believe in an Armageddon at all? That evil will be purged? Sure, I can buy it. But time being what it is sounds too much like a competition to me to be one of the 144k and too simple at the end of times to go through the floating talking cloud or Jesus walking on water, etc. And while it may not matter that it is coming to keep talking about how close it is, what events can we cite? Are there things we can point to that tell us exactly or give us a better date than the vague but fun future? Plagues, locusts, dogs, and cats living together. Which, I have two cats and a dog, and they live together, so maybe the end of time is really very close. Satan. If he knows, why try? What's to be gained if everything just stops existing for him and any followers? Maybe the earthly kingdom isn't all it's cracked up to be. And maybe some folks after a thousand or two thousand years are tired of living. Existing, even. Is it possible that at that point... It isn't a question of faith, but a question of just being tired of living the same life over and over and over. Paradise is wonderful, but without the darkness, how can we appreciate light? You ever see The Good Place? It has an interesting option at the end of the series for people that I can totally get behind. And do those who choose Satan get replaced as well? With what? Love our chats. John. So, those who have seen The Good Place, I'm going to give you about five seconds to be like, and jump ahead about <coughs> a minute or so. Um, but I'm going to talk about it for a second. So, five, four, three, two, one. Okay, so at the end of The Good Place, they do actually get to The Good Place, right? And there is uh, this uh, option for those who are up there being like, it's a door. You have this door. It's, an, it's not a hard door to miss, um, but it's an easy door to just kind of ignore. Uh, and it's out in the middle of the woods, and if you're done, you walk through it, and you just cease to be. You're 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 gone. You you have nothing left that you want to do, or read, or have, or be, or or whatever. Um, you will cease to be. Um, but and it, none of the characters who go through this, and that we've gone through for the last several seasons, take this decision lightly. It's it's something that they go like, I I think I'm done. I think I've done all I, I've, I've found my purpose or I've, I've served it or I've, I've experienced all I'm gonna do and it's just enough. And now, granted, we can probably look at it and be like, well, you know, it's gonna be different in a paradise because you're gonna find all sorts of shit. But at some point, there's a finite amount of shit you can do. And especially if you gotta be good, then <laughs> there's, there's an even more finite number of what you can do. Um... So it was just an option that I'm very curious that they might answer. All right. So that was the emails. Uh, let me know what you think. Send an email uh, or even, uh, oh, I don't know, reach out on the Twitter sphere and see what goes down. All right, kiddos. Uh, we're in First Chronicles chapter 6. We're reading out of KingJamesBibleOnline.org. Everybody ready? Neato. I'm going to try to rip through this shit as fast as I can because I think somewhere around the end of the First Chronicles, somewhere maybe in the 20s as far as chapters go, we actually get to kind of more story time. I don't know that, but it seems more we get it into Second, uh, Second Chronicles, which is nice. So, everybody, you can probably skip this fucking chapter or whatever. Who knows? Let's find out. I'm going to try to read this as fast as I fucking can, and I'm going to be real sorry about all my pronunciations, but I'm going to try to get you in and out of here as fast as I can, and I'm hopefully going to get you guys to maybe chapter 11 or chapter 12 today. Let's fucking find out. Okay, chapter 6. The sons of Levi, Gershom, Kephatha, and Merai. 
Oh, fuck. And the sons of Kothath, Amram, Ishtar, and Hebron, and Uziel, and the children of Amram, Aaron, and Moses, and Miriam, and the sons are also of Aaron, Nadab, and Abihu, and in Eleazar, and Ithamar. Eleazar begat Phinehas. Phinehas begat Abishua. Abishua begat Buki, and Buki begat Uzi. Uz- and Uzi begat Zerahiah, and Zerahiah begat Merahiath. Merahiath begat Amariah, and Amariah uh, begat Ahitab. And Ahitab begat Zadok, and Zadok begat Ahimaz, and Ahimaz begat Azariah, and Azariah begat Johanan, and Johanan begat Azariah, as it is that executed the priest's office in the temple that Solomon built in Jerusalem. That's in parentheses, apparently. And Azariah begat Amariah, and Amariah begat Ahitab. And Ahitab begat... Wait, well, this is a repeat. Oh, no, I'll repeat. The Ahitab begat Zadok, and Zadok begat Shalom, and Shalom begat Hilkiah, and Hilkiah begat Azariah, and Azariah begat Sariah, and Sariah begat uh, Jehozadak. And Jehozadak went into captivity when the Lord carried away Judah and, and Jerusalem by the hand of Nebuchadnezzar. Aha! And the sons of Levi, Gershom, Kohath, and Merari. The names of Gershom, Libni, and Shimei, and the sons of Kohath were... Uh, this seems... Okay, fuck it. Whatever. And that's what it says. Okay, fuck it. Um, these be the names of Gershom, Libni, and Shimei, and the sons of Kohath were Amram, and Ishtar, and Hebron, and Uzzel, and the sons of Merai, Mahai, and Mushi. And these are the families of the Levites according to their fathers. Of Gershom, Libni his son, Jahath his son, Zimna his son, Joah his son, Ido his son, Zerah his son, Jeteri his son, and the sons of Kohath, Aminadab his son, Kohan his son, Azir his son, Elkanah his son, and Abadabajah his son, and Asir his son, and Tahath his son, and Uriel his son, and Uzzel. Uzziah his son, and Shaul his son, and his sons, Elkanah, Amazai, and Amahiva, uh, Ahamath, and uh, Elkanah, the son of Elkanah, Zephi, the son, and Nathath, his son, Eliabab, his son, and Joham's son, Elkanah, his son, and the sons of Samuel, the firstborn Vashni, and Abiah, and the sons of Merai, Mahaili, uh, Mali, and Libni, his son, Shimei, his son, Uzzah, his son, Shimei, his son, Haggish, his son, uh, Haziah his son, and these are they whom David sent over the service of song in the house of the Lord after the ark had rest, and they ministered before the dwelling place of the tabernacle of the congregation with singing until Solomon had built the house of the Lord in Jerusalem, and then they waited in their office according to their order. And these are they that waited with their children, of the sons of the Kohathites, Heman the singer, and the son of Joel, the son of Shimuel, the son of Elkna, the son of Joraham, the son of Elil, the son of Hachoa, the son of Zuf, the son of Elkaniah, the son of Mathath, the son of Mamasai, the son of Elknath, the son of Joel, the son of Azariah, the son of Zephnath, the son of Tethna, the son of Asir, the son of Abiaseth, the son of Korah, the son of Ishai, the son of Kohath, the son of Levi, the son of Israel, and his brother, Asaph, who stood on his right hand, even Asaph, the son of Berechach, the son of Shemaiah, the son of Michael, the son of Basahiah, the son of Malchach, the son of Ethni, the son of Zariah, the son of Adiah, the son of Ethan, the son of Zemiah, the son of Shimei, the son of Jahath, the son of Gershom, the son of Levi, and their brethren, the sons of Merari, stood on the left hand, Ethan, the son of Kishi, the son of Abdi, the son of Malak, the son of Hashabiah, the son of Amaziah, the son of Hilkiah, the son of Amzi, the son of Bani, the son of Shah the son of Mali, the son of Mushi, the son of Merari, the son of Levi. Their brethren also, the Levites, were appointed on unto the manner of service of the tabernacle of the house of God. But Aaron and his sons offered upon the altar of the burnt offering, and on the altar of incense, and were appointed for all the work of the place most holy, and to make an atonement for Israel, according to all that Moses, the servant of God, had commanded. I seem to recall that Aaron was a priest at the time. And these are the sons of Aaron. Aaron, Eleazar his son, Phineas his son, Abusha his son, uh, Buki his son, Uzi his son, Zariah his son, Meriathoth his son, Amariah his son, Ahitab his son, Zadok his son, Amayazaz his son. Now, these are their dwelling places throughout their castles in their coasts of the sons of Aaron, of the families of the Kohathites, for theirs was the lot. And they gave them Hebron in the land of Judah and the suburbs thereof round about it. But the fields of the city and the villages thereof they gave to Caleb, the son of Jephunneh. 
Uh, and to the sons of Aaron they gave the cities of Judah, namely Hebron, the city of refuge, and Lebna with their suburbs, and Jatir, and Eshtema uh, to their suburbs, and Helen to her suburbs, Debir to her suburbs, Ashan to her suburbs, and Beth Shemesh with her suburbs, and out of the tribe of Benjamin, Geba with her suburbs, and Almeth uh, with her suburbs, and Ahamath with her suburbs. All the cities throughout the families were thirteen cities. And unto the sons of Kohath, which were left of the family of that tribe, were cities given out of their half-tribe, namely, out of the half-tribe of Manasseh, by lot, ten cities. And to the sons of Gershom throughout their families, out of the tribe of Issachar, and out of the tribe of Asher, and out of the tribe of Nephtali, and out of the tribe of Manasseh, to Bashan, thirteen cities. Unto the sons of Merari were given by lot throughout their families, out of the tribe of Reuben, and out of the tribe of Gad, and out of the tribe of Zebulun, twelve cities. And the children of Israel gave to the Levites these cities with their suburbs. And they gave by lot out of the tribe of the children of Judah and out of the tribe of the children of Simeon and out of the tribe of the children of Benjamin these cities which are called by their names. And the residue of their families of the sons of Kohath had cities of their coasts out of the tribe of Ephraim. And they gave unto them of the cities of refuge Shechem and Mounts, Ephraim and the suburbs. And they also gave Gezer with their suburbs and Jochimim their suburbs, and Jehovahorim, their suburbs, and Ahijalon with her suburbs, and Gathrimmon with her suburbs, and out of the half-tribe of Manasseh, Anner with her suburbs, and Bilmium to her suburbs, for the family of the remnant of her sons of Kohath. Unto the sons of Gershom were given out of the family of the half-tribe of Manasseh, Golan and Bashan with her suburbs, and Ashtaroth with her suburbs. Not the Bedemon, I think, but maybe it could have been. And out of the tribe of Issachar, Kadesh with her suburbs, Deborath with her suburbs, Ramath with her suburbs, and Anem with her suburbs, and out of the tribe of Asher, Marshall with her suburbs, and Abdon with her suburbs, uh, and Hickok with her suburbs, and Rehob with her suburbs, and Abra the tribe of Nephtali, Kadesh with Galilee with her suburbs, and Haman with her suburbs, and Kurjathame with her suburbs, under the rest of the children of Mirari were given out of the tribe of Zebulun, Rimmon with her suburbs, Tabor with her suburbs, and on the other side, Jordan by Jericho, on the east side of Jordan, were given out to the tribe of Reuben, Bezer and the wilderness with her suburbs, and Jala with her suburbs, Kedamoth with her suburbs, Mephtaph with her suburbs, and out of the tribe of Gad, Mammoth of Gilead with her suburbs, and Manahem with her suburbs, and Heshbalon with her suburbs, and Jazer with her suburbs. Now, chapter 7, which is much shorter, but not by much. Now the sons of Issachar were Tola and Pua and Jashub and Jesimran four. And the sons of Tola, Uzi and Reftathatheh, and Jeriel and Jamai and Jibsam and Shimuel, heads of their family's house, to wit, of Tola. They were valiant men of might in their generations, whose number in, was in the days of David, two and twenty thousand and six hundred. And the sons of Uzi, Isariah, and the sons of Isariah, Michael and Obadiah and Joel and Ishiah, five, all of them chief men, and with them by their generations after the house of their fathers were bands of soldiers for war, six and thirty thousand men, for they had many wives and sons, because fucking right on. And their brethren among all the families of Issachar were valiant men of might, reckoned in all by their genealogies, fourscore and seven thousand. Holy shit. The sons of Benjamin, Bela and Becher and Bejidiel and three, and the sons of Bela, Esbon and Uzi and Uzael, and Jeremoth and Uri, five, heads of the house of their fathers, mighty men of valor, reckoned by their genealogies, twenty and two thousand and thirty and four. Uh, and the sons of Becher, Zemiah, and Josh, and Eleazar, and uh, Leonai, and Omri, and Jeremoth, and Abdi, and Ananoth, and Elbedeh, and all these, all the sons of Becher, and all the number of them, and their genealogy, and generations, head of the house of their num fathers, mighty men of valor, was 20,200, the sons of Jedidiel. Bilhan, and the sons of Bilhan, Jewish, and Benjamin, and Ehud, and Chanana, and Zenath, and Tarshtisht, and Ashtatar. All these were sons of Jedidiel. Uh, by the heads of their fathers, mighty men of valor, 17,200 soldiers, uh, fit to go out to war and battle, Shephim and Huffam, and children of Ur and Hushim, and sons of Ahir, and the sons of Nephtali, Jezeel, and Guni, and Jezer, and Shalom, and the sons of Bilna, and the sons of Manasseh, Ashriel, whom she bare, but his concubine, the Amorites, bare Machir, the father of Gilead. And Machir took to wife the sister of Huppim and Shuppim, whose sister's name was Machach. 
And the name of the second was Jelophilah, and Jelophad had daughters, and Malachach, the wife of Machir, bare a son, and she called the name Peresh. And the name of his brother was Sheresh, and his name was Ulam and Rechem. Uh, Rechem, I don't even know her. Uh... And to the sons of Ulam, Bedam, and to the sons of Gilead, the sons of Machir, the son of Manashesh, uh, and the sister of Hamalachech, Geber, Ishmad, and Abizer, and Mahala, and the sons of Shemida were Ahidan, and Shechem, and Rikhi, and Aniam, and the sons of Ephraim, Shulatheth, and Bered his son, and Tahath his son, and Eldah his son, and Tahath his son, and Zadab his son, and Shulatheth his son, and Ezer, and Eliad, whom the men of Gath who were born in that land shew, because they came down to take away their cattle. And Ephraim their father born, mourned many days, and his brethren came to comfort him for some fucking reason. And they went into his wife, and she conceived and bared him a son. And he called his name Barah. Ah, fucking hell! You ever, you know, suddenly, you know, accidentally scroll and you don't mean to because it went evil with his house ah we named him Bariah because he's fucking evil and his daughter was Shariah whom built Beth Rahararan the Nether and the Upper and Uzen Shariah. And Nephath his son, also Reshefsh, and Telath his son, and Telan his son, Ladan his son, uh, Amihud his son, Elishama his son, Non his son, Jehosha his son, and their possessions and inhabitants' habitations were Bethel and the towns thereof, and eastward Naran, and westward Gezer, and the towns thereof, Shechem also, and the towns thereof, unto Gaza, and the towns thereof, and by the borders of the children of Manasseh, Bethshean, and her towns, Tanakh, and her towns, Megiddo, and her towns, Dor, and her towns. And these dwelt the children of Joseph, the son of Israel, the sons of Asher, Imna, and Ishua, and Ishuai, and Beriah, and Shara her sister, and the sons of Bariah, Heber, and Machel, who is the father of Bishadibirzavath. And Heber began Jephlet, uh, and Shomer, and Hathrath, and Shua, their sister, and the sons of Japhlet, Pashash, and Bimlal, and Nashvath. These are the children of Japhlet, the sons of Shammer, ugh, ugh, God, fuck, uh, Ahi, and Rochan, Jehuba and Aram, and sons of his brother Helam, and Jophath, and Imna, and Shelish, and Amal, and the sons of Zophath, the Shua, and the Harf, and the Far, and Shual, and Beri, and Imrar, and Bezer, and Hod, and Shama, and Jiflath, and Ithran, and Bera, and the sons of Jether, Jevnebada, and Pishpa, and Ara, fucking Pishpa, and the sons of Ula, Ara, and Haniel, and Rezia. All these were the children of Asher, the heads of their father's house, choice and mighty men of valor, chief of the princes, and the number throughout the genealogy of them were apt for war, and the battle was twenty and six thousand men. Chapter 8. Now Benjamin begat Bela his firstborn, Ashbel the second, and Oriah the third, Nohah the fourth, and Rapha the fifth. The sons of Bela were Adar, and Gira, and Abutad, and Abusha, and Ammon, and Nehaiah, and Gira, and Sheftan, and Huram. And these are the sons of Ahud, and the heads of their fathers, and inhabitants of Geba, and they were Remove them from Manahath. And Ammon and Ahiah and Gero, he removed them, and he begat Uzzah and Ahidud. And Shirahim begat children in the country of Moab. And after he sent them away, Hushim and Bara were his wives. Fuck yeah. And he begat Hodesh, his wife. Ew. Uh, Jobab and Zibia and Misha and Malchacham and Juez and Shemshabijah and Murmur. And these were his sons, out of his fathers, and Hushim begat Abitub and Apal, and sons of Apal, Eber and Misham and Shamed, and uh, who built Ono and Lod and the towns thereof, Bariah also and Shema, who were heads of the fathers of the inhabitants of Ahijalon, who drove away the inhabitants of Gath. Fuck those fucking Gathers. And Ohio and Sheshak and Jeremoth and Zebediah and Ered and Adder and Michael and Ispa and Joah and the sons of Bariah. And Zebediah and Mishalem and Hezekiah and Heber and Ishmariah was also there. And Jezariah and Jobab and, and sons of Elpal and Jachim and Jigzigri and Zabdi and Elanai and Zilakithia and Elanile and Adidiah and Jibariah and Shimrath and the sons of Shimni. And Ishpan and Heber and Eliel and Abdan and Abzikri and Hanan and Hanananiah and Alam and Ananatata and Abdathiah and Penuel and the sons of Sashashak, the Shamshirai and Shishariah and Ahilathah and Shishishkriah and Elthath and Zikri, the sons of Jeraham. None of these fuckers are going to make it into the rest of this book. 
These are the heads of the fathers for the generations. Chief men, these dwelt in Jerusalem. I wonder if they paid some money to be like, can I be on a page? Sure, you can get a verse for like a hundred shekels. Holy shit, what a steal. And the Gibeon dwelt the father of Gibeon, whose wife's name was Mechach, and his firstborn son, Abdon, and Zur, and Kish, and Baal, and Nabdab. Oh my god, we named someone Baal? What was fucking wrong with you? He's a demon. And Gedor, and Ohio, and Zachar, and Milkloth begat Shemech, and these who dwelt with brethren in Jerusalem over and against them. And Ner begat Kish, and Kish begat Saul, and Saul begat Jonathan, and Malshusha, and Adibadab, and Nishbal. And the son of Jonathan was Meribal, and Meribal begat Micah. And the sons of Micah were Pithon, and Melech, and Teri, and Ahaz. And Ahaz begat Jehoiada. And Jehoiada begat Elameth, and Asmarath, and Zimri, and Zimri begat Mozra. And Moza begat Binia, and Raphia, his son. Eliashith his son, Azrael his son, and Azil had six sons whose name were uh, Azakam, Boshru, and Ishmael, and Shariah, and Obadiah, and Hanan, and these were the sons of Azel. And these sons of Eshek, his brother, were Alam, his firstborn, Jehush, his second, and Ephlet the third. And the sons of Ulam were the mighty men of valor, archers, and had many sons, and sons, and sons, and sons, and mighty, and fifty. A hundred and fifty, sorry. All these are the sons of Benjamin. All right, chapter 9, fuckers. All Israel reckoned by genealogy. So all, oh shit, are we getting to actual stories? Oh, no, we're not. Okay, so all Israel were reckoned by genealogies. And behold, they were written in the book of the kings of Israel and Judah who were carried away to Babylon for their transgression. Ha <laughs> ha! Uh, now the first inhabitants that dwelt, fuck, in their possession in their cities were the Israelites, the priests, Levites, and the Nethamims. And in Jerusalem dwelt the city of Judah, and then the children of Benjamin, and the children of Ephraim and Manasseh, Uthai, the son of Ahomad, and the son of Omri, the son of Imri, the son of Bani, and the children of Perez, the son of Judah, and the Shinites, and the Isaiah, the firstborn, his sons, and the sons of Zerah, Jewel, and their brethren, 690, and of the sons of Benjamin, Shalu, the son of Mehalashem, the son of Hadugadavada, and the son of Hasuniah, and the Ibnadadad, the son of Jeroham, the Eliah, the son of Uzi, the son of Michri, the... Meshulam, the son of Shephantatada, the son of Ruel, the son of Jibjiji, Ibjinajjipnye, and their brethren, according to their generations, 950 and 6. All these men were chief of the fathers of the house of their fathers, and of the priests, Jedediah, and Jeharabra, and Jachin, and the Azariah, the son of Hilkiah, the son of Melashim, the son of Zadok, the son of Merathoth, the son of Athithabab, the ruler of the house of God, and Adiah, the son of Jeroham, the son of Pashur, the son of Malchihebedeh, the Manasseh, the son of Adriel, the son of Jezariah, the son of Meshachah, the son of Mishkikmide, the son of Immer, and their brethren heads the house of their fathers, a thousand and seven hundred three score. Holy fuck, you fucked a lot. Every very able men for the work of their service for the house of God, and for the Levites, Shemaiah, the son of Hashab, the son of Azagabajah, and the son of Hashabajah. And the sons of Merari and the Bakbakbakbaka and Hereshge and Galal and Mantat and the son of Micah the son of Zikri the son of Ashaf and Obadiah the son of Shemaiah the son of Galal the son of Jikitbeh and Berakshiah the son of Asa the son of Elkanah and dwelt in the villages of the Neophathites and the porters were Shalem and Aktub and ja Talman and Ahiman and their brethren Shalem was the chief who hereto waited in the king's gate eastward they were porters in the companies of the children of Eli who fucking cares apparently I do and Shalem, the son of Kor, the son of Abashibash, uh, the son of Korah and his brethren, of the house of his father, the Korahites, were over the work of the services, keepers of the gates of the tabernacle, and their fathers, being over the host of the Lord, were keepers of the entry. And Phinehas, the son of Eleazar, was the ruler over them in time past, and the Lord was with him. And Zechariah, the son of Meshemeliah, was porter of the door of the tabernacle of the congregation. All these were that were chosen to be porters in the gates were two hundred and twelve. These were reckoned with the genealogy of the villages whom David and Samuel the seer did ordain in their set office. They guarded the doors. So they were the children that they oversaw the gates of the house of the Lord, namely the house of the tabernacle by wards. In four quarters were the porters, toward the east, west, north, and south. And their brethren, which were in their villages, were come after seven days from time to time with them. Nido. 
For the Levites, the four chief porters were in their set office and were over the chambers and the treasures of the house of God. We have a bunch of fucking people watching the fucking doors. And they lodged round about the house of God because the charge was upon them and the opening thereof every morning pertained to them. Open the doors and close the doors. Make sure nobody goes in there that's not supposed to and guard the fucking place. Uh... And certain of them had the charge of ministering vessels, that they should bring them in and out by tail. Fair enough. Bring it in, bring it out. Uh, some of them also were appointed to oversee the vessels and all the instruments of the sanctuary, and the fine flour and the wine and the oil and the frankincense and the spices. And some of the sons of the priests made the ointment of the spices. And Mathathiah, one of the Levites, who was the firstborn of Shalem, the Korahite, had the set office over the things that were made in the pans, and other of the brethren of the sons of the Kohathites were over the shewbread to prepare it every Sabbath. And these are the singers, chief of the fathers of the Levites, who remaining in the chambers were free, for they were employed in that work day and night. These chief fathers of the Levites were chief throughout their generations. These dwelt at Jerusalem. And in Gibeon dwelt the father of Gibeon, Jehiel, whose wife's name was Machach, and his firstborn, Abdon, then Zer, Kish, and Baal, Ner, and Nadab, and Gidor, and Ahio, and Zechariah, and Milkloth. And Milkoth begat Shemim, who also dwelt in the brethren of Jerusalem and over against their brethren. And Ner begat Kish, and Kish begat Saul, and Saul begat Jonathan, and we've been fucking through this! And Adibadab and Jeshbel, and the son of Jonathan was Mirbal, and Mirbal begat Micah, and the sons of Micah were Pithon and Melech and Tariah and Ahaz, and Ahaz begat Jara, and Jara begat Elmeleth, and Bavrez, and Zimri, and Zimri begat Mosra, and Mosra begat Benea, and... Raphaniah his son, Eliashus his son, Azael his son, and Azael had six sons whose names were Azikam, Boshru, and Ishmael, and Shariah, and Obadiah, and Hanan. These were the sons of Azel. All right, chapter 10. Oh, hey, we might get story time. Maybe. Who knows? We'll see. There's a picture in this one. Um, cool. All right, so Chronicles, chapter 10. Here we go, everybody. Now the Philistines fought against Israel, and the men of Israel fled before the Philistines and fell down slain in Mount Gilboa. And the Philistines followed hard after Saul and after his sons, and the Philistines slew Jonathan, oh, I kind of remember this, and Abinadab and Melchushah and the sons of Saul. And the battle went sore against Saul, and his archers hit him, and he was wounded of the archers, of his own, as it turns out, it seems. Then said Saul to his armor-bearer, Draw thy sword and thrust me through therewith lest there be uncircumcised, come and abuse me. But his armor-bearer would not, for he was sore afraid. So Saul took a sword and fell upon it. So he killed himself. And when his armor-bearer saw Saul was dead, he fell likewise on the sword and died. So Saul died and his three sons and all the house died together. Bummer. And when the house of Israel that were in the valley saw that they fled and Saul and his sons were dead, then they forsook their cities and fled, and the Philistines came and dwelt in them, because everybody's fucking dead. And it came to pass on the morrow, when the Philistines came to strip the slain, that they found Saul and his sons fallen in Mount Gilboa. And when they had stripped him, they took his head and his armor, and uh, sent into the land of the Philistines round about to carry tidings unto their idols and to the people. And they put his armor in the house of their gods, and fastened his head to the temple of Dagon. And when all Jeshbegiliad heard all that the Philistines had done to Saul, they arose, all the valiant men, and took away the body of Saul and the bodies of his sons, and brought them to Jebesh, and buried their bones under the oak in Jebesh, and fastened seven days. So Saul died for his transgressions, which he committed against the Lord, even against the word of the Lord, which he kept not, and also for asking counsel of one that had a familiar spirit to inquire of it and inquired not of the Lord. Therefore he slew him and turned the kingdom unto David, the son of Jesse. Neato. Don't know why that suddenly popped up, but that's cool. Oh, look, we actually have more shitty-ass chapters. <sighs> Here we go. All right. Uh, chapter 11. Uh, then all Israel gathered themselves to David unto Hebron, saying, Behold, why are thy bone and thy flesh? And moreover, in time past, when Saul was king, thou wast thou that leddest out of the broadest in, and broadest in Israel. And the Lord thy God said unto thee, Thou shalt feed my people Israel, and thou shalt be ruler over my people. Therefore came all the elders of Israel to the house of Hebron. 
And David made a covenant with them in Hebron before the Lord, and they anointed David king over Israel, according to the word of the Lord by Samuel. And David and all Israel went to Jerusalem, which is Jebus, where the Jebusites were the inhabitants of the land. And the inhabitants of Jebus said to David, Thou shalt not come hither. Nevertheless, David took the castle of Zion, which is the city of David. And David said, Whosoever smiteth the Jebusites shall first shall uh, first shall be chief and captain. So Joab, the son of Zeruiah, Zeruiah, first went up and was chief. And David dwelt in the castle, therefore they call it the city of David. And they built the city round about, even from Millo round about. And Joab repaired the rest of the city. All right. So David waxed greater and greater, for the Lord of hosts was with him. There are also the chief and the mighty men whom David had, who strengthened themselves with him in his kingdom, and all with Israel, who made him king, according to the word of the Lord concerning Israel. And this is the number of the mighty men whom David had. <sighs> Jashobim and, ha- and Hakamite, the chief of his captains, he lifted his spear against three hundred slain by him at one time. Holy shit. All right. And after him was Eleazar, the son of Dodo, the Ahoahite, who was one of the three mighties. Cool. He was with David at Pasdamim, and there was Philistines, and they gathered together to battle, uh, where the parcels of ground full of barley, and the people fled from before the Philistines. And then they set themselves in the midst of that parcel and delivered it, and slew the Philistines, and the Lord saved them by a great deliverance. Now three of the thirty captains went down to the rock to David, into the cave of uh, Adullam, and the host of the Philistines encamped in the valley of Rephaim. And David was then in the hold, and the Philistines' garrison was then at Bethlehem. And David longed and said, Oh, that one would give me drink of the water of the well of Bethlehem, that is at the gate. And the three brake through the host of the Philistines and drew water out of the well of Bethlehem that was by the gate and took it and brought it to David. But David would not drink of it, but poured it out to the Lord and said, My God forbid me that I should do this thing. Shall I drink the blood of these men that have put their lives in jeopardy? For with their jeopardy of their lives they brought it. Therefore he would not drink it. These things did these three mightiest. Well, all right. Sounds very Alexander-ish to me. Or maybe Alexander stole it from this. And Abisai, the son of Joab, was the chief of the three, for lifting up his spear against three hundred. He slew them, and had a name among the three. Of the three he was more honorable than the two, for he was their captain, howbeit he attained not uh, to the first three. Benaniah, the son of Jehoiada, the son of the valiant man of Kazbeel, who had done many acts, he slew two lion-like men of Moab. Uh, Also he went down and slew a lion in a pit in a snowy day. In Africa? And he slew an Egyptian, a man of great stature, five cubits high. Holy shit. Uh, I'm curious. Cubit. Long cubit is about 21 inches. So 18 inches. That's it? Oh, so five, five times 18. Ninety, okay, ninety divided by twelve. Oh, seven and a half foot tall dude. All right, cool, good to know. Uh, tall motherfucker. Um, where was I? Snowy day. Uh, five cubits high, so seven and a half feet tall. Uh, and in the Egyptian's hand was a spear like a weaver's beam. Okay, and he went down to him with a staff and plucked the spear out of the Egyptian's hand and slew him with his own spear. Bet that was cool. And these things did Benaniah, the son of Jehoiada, and had the name among the three mighties. Behold, he was honorable among the thirty, but attained not the first three, and David set him over his guard. Also the valiant men of the armies were Asahel, the brother of Joab, Elhanan, the son of Dodo of Bethlehem, Shamath, ah, fuck names and shit. All right, here we go. Shamath the Hammerite, Helaz the Pelonite, Ira the son of Kikesh and Tekatite, Ebezer the Athenite, Sebekai uh, the Hekakai, uh, Eli the Hahahite, uh, Merari the Netophethite, Helad the son of Bana the Netophethite, Ithai the son of Rebai the Gibeah uh, of Gibeah that pertained to the children of Benjamin, Benani the Pirathite, Hirai the Brooks of Gesh. Uh, Abiel the Arathite, Azmatheth the Bathamah, 
Elianba the Shalbanite, the sons of Hashem the Gizanite, Jonathan the son of Shag the Harathite, Ahim the son of Sakar the Harathite, Ethan the son of Ur, Hiphath the Merakite, Ahijah the Pelanite, Hezro the Carmelite, Manananah the son of Ebzbai, Joel the brother of Nathan, uh, Mibbar the son of Hagari, Zerlech the Ammonite, Nahathi the Baranite, the armor-bearer of the Joab, the son of Zeroi, Irai the Ithrite, Jgerab the Ithrite, Uriah the Hittite, Zadab the Athali, Adina the son of Shirzazizi, the captain of the Reubenites, and thirty with him, Hanan the son of the Malachach, the Jehoshaphat the Milithite, Uzziah the Ashurtagada, Shama the Ejisel, the son of Hothran the Azrite, Jedidiel the... Uh, Son of Shimri, the Joiah's brother, the Tizite, um, Eliel, the Mahadavah, and the Jebabai, the Bajabah, the of Josephiah, the sons of Elnam, the Ithmael, and Moabite, and Eliel, and Obed, and Jezreel, and Massabate. Oh, fucking dick, dude. All right. Chronicles 12, last one, fuckers. And it's, it's gonna be a one, it seems like. But there's a little bit of story and a little bit of listing, so it might be okay. These are those that came to David to Ziklag when he yet kept himself close to Saul of Saul, the son of Kish, and they were among the mighty men helpers of the war. They were armed with bows and could use both the right hand and the left in hurling stones and shooting arrows out of the bow, even of Saul's brethren of Benjamin. The chief of Ahiazer, then Josh, the sons of Shemash, the Gilabathite, the Jezreel, the Pallet, the sons of Amrathrath, the Belakach, the Jehu, the Anthonite, and Amiah, the Gibeonite, the mighty man among thirty and over the thirty, and Jemiah, the Jehaziel, and Johanan, and Jehozabad, and the Gedarite, uh, Eluzai, the, and Jeheremoth, and Baalil, and Shemariah, and Shephathah, and Urephite, and Elknal, and Jeziah, and Azrael, and Joezer, and Joshobim, the Korathites, and Jolah, and Zebediah, the sons of Jeroham, and Gedor, and of the Gadites, were separated themselves unto David of the hold of the wilderness, men of might, and men of war fit for the battle, and could handle shield and buckler, whose faces were like the faces of lions, and were as swift as the rose upon the mountains. Enter the first, Obadiah the second, Eliab the third, Menamethana the fourth, Jeremiah the fifth, Atai the sixth, Eliel the seventh, Johanna the eighth, Elzbad the ninth, Jeremiah the tenth, again, uh, by the eleventh. These were the sons of Gad, captains of the host. One of the least was over an hundred, and the greatest over a thousand. I don't know what those mean, but maybe they mean they killed them. Oh, maybe they're re leading a hundred, or leading over a thousand. These are they that went over to Jordan in the first month, when it had overflown all his banks, and they put to flight all them of valleys both toward the east and toward the west. And there came the children of Benjamin and Judah to hold unto David. And David went out to meet them, and answered, and said unto them, If ye become peaceably unto me, and help me, mine heart shall be knit unto you. But if ye be come to betray me to mine enemies, seeing there is no wrong in mine hands, the God of our fathers look thereon and rebuke it. Then the Spirit came upon Amasai, who was chief of the captains, and he said, Thine are we, David, and on thy side, thou son of Jesse, peace, peace be unto thee, and peace be to thine helpers, for thy God helpeth thee. Then David received them and made them captains of the band. And there fell some of Manasseh to David uh, when he came to the Philistines against Saul to battle. But when they helped them not, for the lords of the Philistines upon advisement sent him away, saying, He will fall to his master Saul to the jeopardy of our heads. And he went to Ziklag, when if, uh, there fell to him of Manasseh, Adna, and Josabad, and Jedidiel, and Michael, and Josabad, and Elihu, and Ziltai, captains of the thousands that were of Manasseh. Neato, they died? I don't know. And they helped David against the band of the rovers, for they were all mighty men of valor and were captains of the host. For at that time, day by day, there came to David to help him until it was a great host, like the host of God. And these are the numbers of the bands that were ready armed to the war, and came to David to Hebron, to turn the kingdom of Saul to him according to the word of the Lord. The children of Judah that bear shield and spear were six thousand and eight hundred ready armed to the war. The children of Simeon, mighty men of valor for the war, seven thousand and one hundred. Of the children of Levi, four thousand and six hundred. And Jedidiah was the leader of the Aaronites, and with him were three thousand and seven hundred. 
and Zadok, the young man mighty of valor, and his father's house, twenty and two captains. And of the children of Benjamin, the kindred Saul, three thousand, for hitherto the greatest part of them had kept the ward of the house of Saul. And of the children of Ephraim, twenty thousand and eight hundred mighty men of valor, famous throughout the house of their fathers. And of the half-tribe of Manasseh, eighteen thousand, which were expressed by name to come to make David king. And of the children of Issachar, which were men that had understanding of the times, to know that what Israel ought to do, the heads of them were two hundred. Oh, man! And all their brethren were at their commandment. A Zebulun, such as went forth to battle, expert in war, with all instruments of war, fifty thousand, which could keep rank, they were not of double heart. Oh, good! Uh, of And of Nephtali, a thousand captains, and with them, with shield and spear, thirty and seven thousand and of Danites, experts in war, twenty and eight thousand and six hundred, and of Asher, such as went forth to battle, expert in war, forty thousand, and of the other side of Jordan, of the Reubenites, of the Gadites, and of the half-tribe of Manasseh, with all manner of instruments of war for the battle, an hundred and twenty thousand. All these men of war that could keep rank came with a perfect heart to Hebron, to make David king over all Israel, and all the rest also of Israel were of one heart to make David king. And there they were with David three days, eating and drinking, for their brethren had prepared for them. Moreover, they that were nigh them, even unto Issachar and Zebulun, and Naphtali brought bread, and on asses, and on camels, and on mules, and on oxen, and meat, meal, cakes, and figs, and bunches of raisins, and wine, and oil, and oxen, and sheep abundantly. For there was joy in Israel. All right, kids, we made it to chapter 12. Holy shit, long-ass chapter. Um, thank you so much for listening. You can always visit us at www.johnwatersvoiceover. Look for the podcasts area. Um, if you donate any money at all, all that money goes right into advertising for this particular podcast. That's all it does at all. Um, I will make some more dollar amounts that you can uh, throw out there so it can be probably up to a dollar. But right now we're looking at about 10 bucks for the first donation. So, meh, do what you want. Um... Anyway, uh, thank you so much for listening. Please send me an email. Please share if you can. That'd be fucking great. And, um, you know, send off whatever you want. Be like, I listen to this fucking guy and he's fucking funny. Uh, thank you so much and you've been gospeled to by the stupid.